0: Hey there, welcome back to the Path Design Podcast. We are rediscovering the ancient way here. Thank you for joining us today. Whether you are over listening at pathdesign.com or watching our video versions here on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you are tuning back in, you know we are talking about Sabbath. Taste and see. And all I'm doing, I try to do this every episode because this is no, like, this is the truth. And if you don't believe it, you're you're a heretic and you're bound for the fiery pit (laughs) no this is hey want to look at this this is what we believe this is what we study this is what the best we know how now the best to my present moment understanding which is juvenile and elementary this is what i believe this says we are to do and this is what i believe this says we are to not do let's start there and so, taste and see. We ended part one with just talking about a little bit of my personal testimony in very small measure towards Sabbath and how I had that moment of arrest of like, I've been arrogant by making every day holy. I've misunderstood Sabbath rest on the other side of Yeshua. I've not kept the fourth commandment i mean let's just be honest from the very beginning and call it black and white because most of the protestant church that all of us most of us have walked in for at some point in our life the ten commandments put them in the schools put them in the courthouse put them on the walls of the church okay well first of all easy and second well what about number four well, we're not Jewish. Here we are again. Every time I say that, I have to say that with that voice. Well, I'm not a Jew. <laughs> oh, okay, so only the Jews shouldn't murder people. Okay, let me write that down. Anyway, but you know what I'm saying. Our, our rationale has been very strange. Our doctrine is uh, in need of some um, <laughs> exposure, if you will. Um, moving on, but I did I did want to make a highlight again that this is about our heart. Okay, because, well, do I do the, the Lunar Sabbath? Do I do the Zadok calendar? Um, is Saturday even the seventh day? And there's no way to know in the whole wide world anyway, so why bother? Friend, this is about our heart. This is about our heart. And if, if we can't move out from that place, then don't do it. Okay, just if 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 this becomes dogmatic and like well, you've got to show me exactly on the calendar how this is even for sure the seventh day, because why bother if I'm not even doing it on the right day anyway, God doesn't care, we miss the heart issue we miss the greater understanding of our heart's condition and posture to to look at this word of God and say father there's there's this is full hell here, this is gonna hurt this is this is full of error in the sense that. Endless translations and, and poor handling and, and scribes who sat down and made something say something that the author never intended it to say and skewed doctrinal uh, vantage points. This, and man, people, there's so many people that can't take this. This Bible, I, I, it's hard for me to even get it out of my mouth well, this is the inerrant word of God. Okay. So, well, let me just put it this way. So if I, if I translate this Bible, if I, tra- and this is the, the path to Zion, um, edition path to Zion translation, 2022. And well, I don't really think that, I don't think that's what Paul meant. I think he meant this. And I don't really think that I don't really think this applies to all generations for all of time for Yahweh's people. I think it's just for the Jewish people. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and then I put Holy Bible on the top. Do I have the right then to say, this is the completely inerrant word of God? Can I do that? Well, no, you can't just make the Bible say what you want. Then friend, here's our problem. Then here's our problem. Because we have endless versions and translations and error that has made it down to my library. So what do we do? This is off topic and I've got to come back. We take what we have. We study. We look into, in my case, many, many Hebrew origins. And and pages upon pages upon pages of writing and thought and prayer and consideration and meditation to hopefully do the best that we can to arrive at what is true. So that can be freeing, that can be crippling and make people terrified, but it can be freeing in the sense of, you know what, I'm freed to study and to learn to the best of my ability, to the best of my ability, which is why we don't need to be sitting and watching movies, which is why we don't need televisions and sitting there just, why? Because there's, there's no time, friends. There's no time. We need to know what to do. We need to know how to please our Father and be a covenantal people who are found doing what He wants us to do to accomplish His will and way on the earth because time is flying by, as we talked about in part one. And next thing you know, you're going to turn around and I'm out of (laughs) here. Please, friend, please, let us all, and I'm saying this to myself, let us all use our time wisely to study Not doing these frivolous things. Like this. Uh, Myself, I'm telling myself right there. Oh man, throw it down. I hate that thing. I hate it in a... Oh, oh gosh. We need help. (laughs) But be freed, friend, to study, to learn, to grow. And to not have to understand everything before you put your toe in it. Or in this case, before you put a little bit of... Taste to your tongue, taste and see. Okay, that's the whole. It's about our heart. That's my point for all that that I just said. Now, one would never argue that we're created to rest at night. Let me just talk about this. This came to me um, when I was typing this out last night, and I just thought, hmm, it's interesting. No one would argue that, right? All of creation rests in the night, openly rests when the greater light disappears at the evening. Okay. It's a natural happenstance that is a repetitive cycle. Nobody would argue that. Even scientists wouldn't argue that point. Now, they might say it's a different way of getting there, but the sun disappears every evening and reappears in the morning. Yet, I want to propose that even it is connected to Sabbath by pattern. Okay? Because, again, in the Moed series, we explain that the biblical understanding of seasons is not winter, spring, summer, fall, but is, in fact, Appointed times. And so the greater light, the lesser light, and all the luminaries, the stars, were put into the sky, wherever they are, for a purpose. And that is, one main purpose is for seasons, which are appointed times, moed, moedim. Okay? So they're not just there to only give light. They are there to set cyclical appointed times on Father's calendar similar to sabbath which is a moed which is a repeated appointed time where Yahweh says I am meeting you here I am meeting you here then that at that time okay so creation rests daily did you go to bed last night very likely you did did you sleep did you turn off your light and cover cover up with your blanket and go to sleep last night probably um now no right-minded man would argue that creation is in this this cycle of of awake and and asleep working laboring and rest it is a creation cycle that that continually perpetuates day after day after day okay that's not this is no deep thing here yet when sabbath when sabbath is brought up as a creation based event because we're told right there you got <laughs> You got the oceans, and you've got the separation. You got the firmament, and you've got the the animals and the plants and the humankind, and then you have the seventh day, okay? But when you get to the seventh day, understanding, oh, that's just different. That's not really a creation um, pattern cycle, as I presented again already in previous episodes. And they say Sabbath is irrelevant now. Jesus is my rest now. Um, I'm always resting. Well, I thought so, too, (laughs) Um, until I realized that the Sabbath was distinct. And as we've already established via the Scriptures, it is set apart. It's different. Um, and, And properly understood, Sabbath is very simple. It's to rest from your labors, which is, of course, what Creator did in Genesis. We are who are in Jesus rest all the time, right? Um, no. No, we don't. We don't, friend. Um, and again, it's the fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Six days you labor and do all your work. The seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahweh your Elohim. That's Exodus 20, 8 through 10. There is a distinction and a separation. And, and let me ask this. I said this years ago. Now of course this is only applicable to the seventh day, um, on Saturday, but like when when is what is if there's a day of the week, in humanity, okay, surely in America, that is your day to do what you want to do. What day is it? It's Saturday. You do what you want. Football games, baseball games, shopping, um, entertainments to no end, big events. celebrations for the most part saturday is man's day to do what he wants to do and and all i'm saying is whether whether sabbath is saturday or whether it is a changing event according to the lunar calendar this is this principle is still true the seventh day as as the as the main calendar celebrates it or honors it i should say it doesn't celebrate it kept says that, man, that's your day. Go ride your motorcycle. Go take out your boat. Go do what you want to do. When you want to do it, man, you worked all week. It's your day now. I find that interesting in Sabbath understanding. Um, Don't you? Like In in the seventh-day understanding of what the Bible talks about, that's the day you do the least. That's the day where you turn your foot away from what you want to do and you remember and you make it holy and sanctified and set apart, just like Father did. Now, this is clearly speaking of real labor, okay? Six days you shall labor and do all your work. That seems pretty generous, right? (laughs) That's a funny thing, right? Like this this debate with with much of Christianity is like, I don't have to do that anymore. Okay, so it's too much for you to stop one day out of 7, to completely carve that out to make it a hallowed, consecrated, sanctified day? That's too you don't you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> it's surely no burden. But this is talking about real labor, work, okay? Work, not works. Not works, okay? <laughs> because many people just floor it right into, well, you're just trying to earn God's good side. You're trying to just earn his favor. No, we're not talking about works. This isn't talking about works. Cause, you know, resting from works. Therefore, the misappropriation of understanding this properly is revealed. We're not earning anything when we rest, and it's surely no burden. I'm telling you from experience. The only burden that it is, is to my flesh man The only drawback and detriment that I have found and continually find is to my flesh that once I got stuff to do I've got stuff I've got to do Here on this 10 acres man there's all I always have a laundry list of things I need to do fence repair I'm not even going to get into all of it We all have our own things I got stuff to do man Or I just have stuff I want to do But friend, what about Father's Holy Sanctified Day? (laughs) We're not talking about earning anything. We're talking about being invited into the beauty of remembering something that he sanctified. And to say that this is a burdensome event would be to insinuate that Yahweh himself placed a burden upon all of creation when he instated the fourth commandment. And if he did that and something's changed that commandment was too burdensome on the, on the front end, on the preceding side, epoch of time, before Yeshua, but then he removed it in Jesus. Um, that would be a ludicrous proposal. That, number one, that wouldn't be fair to those that preceded us. Why, why are we better just because Father chose to have us born on the other side of Messiah? Why would we be given favor just because we were born at a better time, a more favorable time? It's a ludicrous idea. What do we do with the other nine then? Are they also on the other side of Jesus? Just eh, we're not in that, we're not in that dispensation anymore. Okay, so I I, I always get hung up on the Ten Commandments thing because the the Christian church is so vehement, you know, strong about the Ten Commandments. The world doesn't want to know the law of the Ten Commandments. But friend, we're hypocrites because we don't keep the fourth. We're hypocritical. But back to my point. Let me ask you this, and this is a general, a, 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 a general question, I guess. Is the body of Messiah, at large, sanctified? Okay, are we, as a as a corporate identifiable group of people, because it's complex, we're not going to get into who really is and who really isn't. Are we covenant, or are we not covenant? Are we holy as Yahweh is holy? As the body at large that the world looks at and sees as an entire entity, whether we are or not, are we growing more and more estranged from the patterns of the world in our present condition? Again, as majority, does Sunday church, the day of the sun, um, that was instated third century by those who harnessed the the church and they made the, the the. The apostolic church, with all these new ideas and eradicated everything that preceded it, including Sabbath, you don't go to the synagogue on Saturday anymore like Yeshua and the disciples and the first century believers did. You don't do that anymore. You worship on the day of the sun, friend, or you don't at all. Has that pattern produced a sanctified, consecrated, holy set-apart people? I have not seen it. I've seen A church, a body of people, that really I can't discern between them and the world. That was my life for many years. I don't know what's different. Not much. I go to church on Sunday. And you know what I'm saying? Now I'm not trying to harp on that, but are we really identifiably different following the the pattern of being Sabbath-less people? I think we've not been sanctified, we've not been consecrated and set apart because we have not kept and remembered the holy set-apart, sanctified day. Isaiah 58, 13, we've touched on this already a tiny bit, says this, If you turn back your foot from Shabbat, from Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and if you call Shabbat a delight, the holy day of Yahweh honorable, If you honor it, not going your own ways, not seeking your own pleasure, nor speaking your usual speech, then you will delight yourself in Yahweh, and I will let you ride over the heights of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage of your father Jacob, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken. And so, I love this list. There's so many, we always talk about prerequisites, if you... Then these things these covenantal promises are yours, friend, if and when and and if you keep if you keep the sanctified seventh day holy and honorable, if it's a delight, you know again, we're not talking this isn't burdensome language if you call it a delight, and if you turn from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, then these these promises are true for you. Now here's here's the thing that that is of course we have to address this every single time we're on the air. Well, I'm not Jewish. I, I hear this almost daily now. Joel, I'm not Jewish, brother. <laughs> we have such a we have we have a a helmet that covers our ears and eyes, that that just blasts in, on, on a screen in 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 our ears. You're not Jewish. You're not Jewish. You're not Jewish. You're not Jewish. And it has crippled the body of Messiah. Our understanding has been so bad. It's been so off. And I understand we've just done what we've inherited. And those people before us that taught us that, they were just doing what they were told. It's just a horrible deception that's very crippling and hard to get through. But in light of that, okay, so so we're reading about this uh, Sabbath being a delight. uh, Holy day, making it honorable. If you honor it and you don't go your own way or do your own pleasure on this day, um, but and then so well that's that's not that's not for us. Well, okay, so let, let's use that thinking towards um, some preceding verses in the same chapter of Isaiah. Same prophecy. He's speaking of fasting, quote, loosing the bonds of wickedness and letting oppressed go free. All right, now I've heard this verse, and I'm I'm paraphrasing. Well, I'm quoting, but a short part of it. On purpose, for time's sake. But I've personally heard this verse in the text that's around there used in New Testament gatherings without issue. Um, that you know, it says in Isaiah chapter 58 that we're going to loose the bonds of wickedness via our fasting and our prayer and our intercession, and oppressed are going to go free. It's a prop. It's a prophecy that we're going to see fulfilled from the book of Isaiah chapter 58. All right. Well, well, shouldn't we? Pa- no. 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 That's for the Jews. That's for the Jews. Or, or is, it just, is it just the two, three verses that are right after that that aren't for us? You understand where this gets real muddy real quick. Uh, now, let we have to keep our hand on this for a moment. Um, Isaiah 58 goes on. It continues on about helping homeless people, clothing the naked, feeding the hungry. Surely, surely this is a New Testament church mandate, Right. No one would argue that point. But only a couple verses later are these Sabbath reference um, reference ver- verses that I just read. All in the same text. All right there together. And they're followed by the same blessings. For those who remember it and keep it holy as for the ones who feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and help the homeless ones. And so, do you understand? Like We have got to get to a place where we willingly admit we ourselves have deliberately removed sabbath teaching we have grabbed on to in new testament theology new testament dispensation thinking well we 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 take we take isaiah 58 we do verse 16 17 and 18 we skip over 19 20 and 21 and then we do 22 23 and 24 and no one no one can use the Word of God alone and show me that that is not the case it's It's horrible doctrine and and a bad approach to the the Bible the Bible, the Word of God in its entirety. we've just mishandled it, and that's okay if when it's presented to us we we humble ourselves and correct it. You know this isn't a scolding for the sake of you don't know what I know friend i'm just I'm trying to be honest. These are things I've been through myself that I have had to stand here as a mirror and look at this and say i've missed so many things i've not been sanctified i've not been holy i've not been doing what my father is pleased by my doing all of us have to get to that point point and it's a it's an individual thing we have to we have to figure it out for ourselves of course no one can force us to it. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to say, please consider it so that we can be found as a people, a capital P people, who are found responding rightly to the beautiful invitation to enter Father's ways, to taste and see that Yahweh is good. And man, his ways are how we do it. Has his ways are how we know him. <laughs> it's awesome. There's a disconnect, though, in our doctrine. Traditions of men that have created a religion that picks and chooses which scriptures apply to us now. And because of that, we've not known Yahweh's sanctified day. And thereby, I would propose, in humility, and based upon my own life, we, corporately speaking, we have missed what we talked about in part one. Um, Yahweh, I am Yahweh, your Elohim, who sanctifies you as he's talking about his sanctified Sabbath day in Exodus 31. Now, I would submit, and we're going to move this to a conclusion here, from personal experience that if you do not keep the fourth commandment, if you do not keep the Sabbath holy, and have, in fact, not remembered it, you're just missing out, friend. I'm not saying you're under condemnation. I'm not saying that God's after you and he's infuriated and you don't know him. And see that's the thing. I have such this is like swimming through an ocean of offense when you bring these things up with many people. You saying I don't know God? I know God. No, I'm not saying that. I as I as I say in here pretty much every episode now, we're all deficient. We're all lacking wisdom and knowledge um towards many matters. It's just we're all in different places and we could all glean from one another um if we just openly acknowledge that and received welcomely um, differing vantage points from our own. I would just say you're missing out on understanding um, what it means to be sanctified and what it means to to stop and cease your labors and enter into something that cannot be entered into on the second day. It can't. The second day is not sanctified like the seventh. It's just not. It's not my idea. It's the Bible. It's Father's perfect ways. So let me ask you this in, in in closing, along to along those lines, is there more for you to add to your life spiritually? Have you peaked yet? <laughs> Have you attained as much as you are capable of in regards to your spiritual maturity? What is left for you to add to your life? Sinning less, <laughs> be you know like what are we doing? There's so much more for us to add to our lives. We are we are. <sighs> By design of the religion we've inherited, we're very ignorant people. Put me at the front of the line. I'm starting over over the last several years. So Sabbath. Would you taste and see, friend? Perhaps you already have. And this is applicable in this way. I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago, and I was telling them how a lot of times I have to push through, like, my want to. I just... I'm tired, man. I worked all day. It was 95 degrees. I'm physically exhausted. Um, I just don't want to study tonight. I don't want to go for a walk and pray. I don't want to talk to my wife about, you know, washing her with the water of the word. I just, man, I just don't want to. Well, friend, I've never one time in my 49 years of being on the earth studied the word of God and carved out time, a sacred space and said, man, I wish I hadn't done that. What a waste of time. <laughs> and it's the same thing, and I say that because this is also applicable to this. I've never, I've never forced myself to stop and to rest and to remember my father's set-apart Holy Seventh Day and said, man, gosh, what a waste of time. I could have bush-hogged five more acres today. I could have repaired that fence. Man, I wish I could have repaired that fence yesterday. No, friend. No. Because why? Because by design, by creation's design, I am created by my perfect Father to enter into something sacred, set apart and sanctified every seven days. Why? Because I need it, just like my earlier point. I need that, friend. You need that. Whether you know it or not is irrelevant. (laughs) You need that. Just like you need to go to bed tonight. Just like you need six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours of sleep tonight. You need a set apart day, or else the father would not have made it. If we didn't need it, if we didn't need to keep it, and if we didn't need to keep it holy, consecrated, separate and sanctified, he wouldn't have done it. He would not have done it. It's Father's appointed day. Each and every week I have learned, and I am learning how incredible it is to remember. How incredible it is to keep it holy, to keep it set apart. It marks me. It is a sign between me and my Father. I need it and my Father knew it. He knew it when he created the heaven and the earth and his seasons. He knew that when he commanded me to remember it and keep it holy, he thought of me. Joel's going to need that. It's going to be used as a tool to sanctify him and make him holy as I am holy. He knew that when he commanded me to keep it set apart. It is for my good. He is, it is, his ways are, Tove, good. His ways are perfect. And I can go back to where we started, taste and see that Yahweh is good, Blesses the man who takes refuge in him, hides in the shelter and shadow of his wing. I can trust him. I can trust his ways. I do not have to understand them all. I do not have to understand the intricacies. Well, why? I've heard people, the first thing they say if you present the Sabbath, the seventh day marked Holy Sabbath. Why? Why do you need to do that? <laughs> you know what? The, my my response, if it's applicable and appropriate, is, you know what? It doesn't much matter. Why? At the outset, at the beginning, when when my son... My, when my son is given an instruction, son, don't go walk into the road. His first response if he's an obedient son is, okay, dad. If he's a disobedient son with a rebellious stiff-necked heart, you know what he says? Why? Why, dad? You know what, son? It doesn't much matter why. Daddy said so, okay? <laughs> and that is true, and equally in this case, as it would be in a, with a natural father-son relationship, son, because it's for your good. Because it's for your good and you don't know any better. You don't need to understand all the intricacies of why. Daddy knows. Daddy knows. Listen to your father's instruction. I can take refuge in my father. I can trust him. Sabbath keeping marks me. It makes me odd. (laughs) It sets me apart. That's what holiness is. Consecrated. Unique. Distinct. It sanctifies me. I am my Father's possession, and I have tasted and seen that Yahweh Elohim is good. I am marked with the sign of the Sabbath. Friend, are you marked? Are you marked? What makes you different? What makes you sanctified? Just the blood of Jesus? Okay, yes. Amen. Amen. Without Messiah's work on the cross and all that he accomplished, I'm not entering in. But you know what, if to use even the biblical term correctly, what did he send? The promise in Acts chapter two. What was the promise? Look it up. It's a set apart spirit. The set apart spirit came to empower a set apart people, keeping set apart holy things for the set apart Elohim of all Elohims, Yahweh Himself. So there's the Sabbath in tiny measure. Would you taste and see, friend? You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way. There is a whole lot to it, is there not? Let's start here. This is a great place to start. Taste and see, friend. Visit us at pathdesign.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook. You can message us there. People do that as well. That's an easy way to uh, communicate with us. Or pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com is a way as well. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back with something here before long. I've got a couple teachings I've been looking at the wells of salvation. I'm just studying the other day, typing out some commentary. I just stopped. What are the wells of salvation? We might talk about that soon. It's got quite lengthy, so we'll see. Thank you so much for watching. Amen.